villagers, get ready. Here's Miss T with a word designed with you in mind. On WJBE. Greetings, my friends. It's time to begin the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking with T. We chatter about what matters and bring you the latest in trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, music, and more. It's August 2nd, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the late powerful author, James Baldwin, and WNBA star, Skylar Kiera Diggins-Smith. The month of August is recognized as Black Business Month, Family Fun Month, National Golf Month, Back to School Month, National Wellness Month, and more. Today on the national calendar is National Coloring Book Day and National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. On this date in history, the Charles R. Drew University of Medicine and Science was chartered in Los Angeles in 1966. The school was named for Dr. Charles Richard Drew, a pioneer in blood plasma research. And Jackie Robinson, the first black baseball player in the major leagues, was commemorated on a U.S. postage stamp on this date in 1982. The theme this month is Live and Learn. As long as you live, seek learning. Never be content not knowing. Continually seek to learn something new. Never stop learning because I guarantee that life will never stop teaching. Talking with T would love to feature your organization or business. Become a sponsor or advertise on the show. Let us help you reach more people and promote your brand, service, or product. Right after a little music break, I want to re-share an interview I did with special guest Matthew Best as we discuss more about the newly established AE Foundation and what that means for Austin East High School moving forward. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Talking With T. Business owners, church leaders, entrepreneurs, why not build your brand on Talking With T, your urban talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage. Call today, 865-409-1170 for more details or visit TalkingWithT.com. Go back in time when you and I were uncomplicated. Let's go back in time before I felt what I felt when you did what you did that night. Once upon upon a time, I thought you were. Lead the way blindly Time travels impossible It's impossible 
wish when I let my guard down Damn, I would've thought about it, uh-oh Welcome back to Talking With Tea, Spilling the Tea. Are you ready for this? All right, listeners, as promised, um, Talking With Tea likes to be a bridge in communications where we can bring information straight to the community. And today I am so delighted to have a friend of mine, uh, someone who has a big heart for our community, Matthew Best. And he's going to share with you some more information about the newly established AE Foundation. So, Matthew, welcome to Talking with T. Thank you for joining us today. I'm glad to be here. I've been wanting to be on Talking with T for a long time now, so I'm just happy I finally <laughs> did something decent enough to get on the show. <laughs> well, now you know what it takes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So before we jump into our conversation about the foundation, won't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your work in the community? Yes, ma'am. I am Matthew Best, originally from Memphis, Tennessee, came to Knoxville to go to UT, um, graduated from there a number of years ago, um, did a lot of ministry, uh, did college ministry with college students at UT, um, then did ministry with high school students at Emerald Youth. And now I work at Johnson University, um, so you get to hear me yelling at you about all the great things about Johnson if you listen to WJBE enough. Um, and I, I run a high school theology institute where we teach kids about faith and justice, and I also do diversity and inclusion work at Johnson. I love it. I love my job. I love what I do. And I also uh, am an assistant basketball coach at Austin East. So I've been uh, – I live in East Knoxville, um, right right, right around the corner from, from, from AE, and uh, and I absolutely love AE, love the Roadrunners, love this part of town, and uh, I'm just happy to to be here. Okay, well I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing a little peek into Matthew Best, and you have the heart for supporting AE and the community as you shared, and through that heart, um, you, with the help of some partners and consults, including myself, established the AE Foundation. Now, first, I'm glad you shared your connections to AE and East Knoxville because, you know, the street committee likes to make sure that you legit. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I said before, if we don't know the right information, we guess. And I, I've read comments about the AE Foundation. I've heard questions about the foundation. So I'm going to ask you to lay it out there for the people. Let them know about the foundation, the purpose, and what it is. Yes, ma'am. So I would say I we went into this. So it wasn't me. And like you said, it's a, it's a few of us. There are a lot of people that are working on this that kind of don't want to be named and, and kind of want to stay behind the scenes, which works out perfectly because the foundation is not going to be really making decisions on anything. The foundation exists solely as a fundraising entity. Um, I reached out to the Austin East Alumni Association back in the fall and kind of got their blessing to go along with this because both, both I think, entities really need to exist and they serve different purposes. For those that don't know, community foundations are a thing that has been around for literally for decades. 
And in Knoxville, they've been around in every neighborhood except East Knoxville. And I bring that up because you'll have a lot of schools in other parts of town that are raising anywhere from sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year that they are putting into their schools that have nothing to do with KCS, nothing to do with the state, nothing to do with anybody. It's just community members and parents and alumni making sure that their schools have exactly what they need what they need. And so as I've been around AE more over the last few years and I've been talking to principals, talking to administrators, talking to people like you and teachers. There are a lot of things that teachers and administrators really want to do at AE that would really serve our kids, but money is the only reason why they can't do them. And so, you know, me and some other people came up with a with an idea. If if we could just raise $50,000 a year in addition to what the school is already getting from other places, that could make a big difference. And we also want to make it very clear that most of the money that we're raising will go towards academic and extracurricular supports um, so that's no more than 25% as of right now that we're raising um, is going to go towards athletics. But we wanted to also support athletics as well. And so community foundations do very, very different work. They they don't really run programs. They don't really um, have anything that is uniquely their own that they host. They're literally just raising money and meeting needs for the school. And and I, I've come to, to to know, to come to learn that there's a wish list that a lot of AE teachers and administrators have. And so a lot of the things that are on that will be perfect things um, for the foundation to kind of address. And, and as of right now, we've got a few decisions to make those of us that are kind of still raising this money about how often we'll disperse stuff. But but at the end of the day, if the foundation exists and there literally is an emergency that comes up at AE, we want the foundation to have money in it at all times so that the school can get what they need no matter what. All right. Thank you. So I'm going to translate for the street committee. <laughs> Please do. All right, number one, the more the merrier. I won't say that. Two, my first experience with understanding how a foundation can support a school is through my involvement with the robotics club. And as we would go to competitions, I noticed that different schools had equipment and tools and just extra things that I would have liked for our kids. And while I did write grants, competing at that level is quite expensive. And so, I started asking around, and so many people told me, oh, our foundation did this, or our foundation did that. And I'm thinking, oh, we need one of those. Two, it is not a competition with the Alumni Association. And I said this um, on social media. I'm going to say it here. Every team has positions, different positions. The collective talent make a team successful. So just because we're in different roles, just because we're playing a different position does not mean we're not on the same team because I think ultimately the large goal is for Austinese and the surrounding community to be successful. So if you have a project that you're fundraising for, go for it, go and be great. We have a specified focus. And also, and Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, but to my experience, a little research that I did, a foundation can attract a different level of funding and fundraising that may not always be afforded to an association. Is that correct? Absolutely. And what I've found is that, you know, there are lots of wealthy people that dump their money into foundations just so they can they can say that they did it. And then if you're connected to them or connected to the foundation they're connected to, they will literally just transfer their money. And we're talking large sums of money. We You know, we had an anonymous donor give $10,000 to help us get this fund started. And so right. there's lots more people out there 
that that are really trying, but there also is space and room for community donors. And so, I, you know, I give monthly to the, to this fund. Um, I know a couple other community members that live here that give monthly to this, and, and it's so there's no amount that's too big or too small. But you're right, uh, foundations can attract larger donors that can really give gifts that make make for big change in the community and in the school. Right, and so everybody kind of knows me. They know where my heart is as a youth advocate, in particular to advancements around education, exposures, experiences, and opportunities as we plan for futures. That's just what I do. That's my lane. I know my assignment here. And so the idea of a foundation that could possibly upgrade a science lab um, that could maybe assist with getting the system inside the school, the communication systems in place, provide extra support for tutors, ACT prep, I'm down for that. But that's not to negate or even shun other opportunities for athletics. My son plays basketball and football there. So, yeah, you know, beat, beat. I'm all for that as well. I just want people to understand that collectively this is a good, heartfelt effort that is not intended to compete or be against anyone else. It's really just joining the team, right? Absolutely. And this thing is, Foundations are annual, right? So we're not talking about one-time project, let's raise $50,000 and be done. We're talking $50,000 every year um, to start with that the school can, can hopefully count on to supplement the things that they want to do. And, you know, you know, uh, you know, let's say that it's $50,000, a quarter of that is, well, 25% of that is, what, 12500 If we right. use just that on, on athletics, think about our non-revenue sports at AE. So we're talking – boys soccer we're talking girls softball we're talking volleyball we're talking track and field cross country those sports that don't typically make a lot of money on their own imagine if those sports could start the year with an extra thousand or two thousand dollars in their account just to help them compete on the same level as all these other schools in our area you know so i know we care a lot about our roadrunners here we care about our sports we we care about all kinds of stuff and and something like this is money that the school can count on year after year after year to really help us level the playing field. That's really what this is why I got into this. This is a justice issue for me. It does not make sense for our zip code to affect the education that our kids get. And what happens is this KCS can say we spend the exact same dollar amount per child at every school, which is technically true, but that does not take into account the fact that folks in other zip codes have these community foundations that are pumping money um, all year, every year into the school that's separate from what our kids have access to. And we just wanted to level the playing field, and, and I think that's our particular role to play. I think the Alumni Association does incredible work. They they, they host incredible events. They're, they do a lot for alumni. They do a lot for, for graduates. They do a lot for our kids in different projects, things from year to year, and I think that there's definitely room for that. The foundation is not going to do the same things that the Alumni Association is doing. So like you said, this is not a competition. This is, I think, us adding a piece to the puzzle and us realizing, hey, this is how the other side has been doing stuff for a long time. This is how other neighborhoods have been doing things for a very long time. And now we're trying to catch up and we're trying to do what they've been doing for a long time. I'll just give you a quick note, uh, Ms. Tanisha, is mm-hmm. a lot of these foundations have so much money in them that they literally make interest and they will have money in them for years if nobody ever adds an extra dime into them. And so the foundation we've started actually is already an investment and it is accruing money. Um, by just sitting there. And so um, so that's that's why I said we're playing the long game here and trying to establish something that will bless and serve Austin East for years to come. 
That's amazing. And you uh, mentioned leveling the playing field, and that's an equity issue, right? So equality is the fact that all funds are distributed equally across the board per child. Um, some Title I schools are afforded a little boost in, in um, funding. But this foundation helps to achieve equity. And that's not giving everybody the same thing, but giving everybody what they need. That's it. That's and it. and I truly believe that it takes the village. And so that village can have an association. A some schools have more than one foundation actually. Absolutely. You know, so you can have an association, one or two foundations, a booster club, a PTA, all of that is mm-hmm. gonna work um in the best interest of our kids. So is there anything else you wanna share before we end our time today? No, ma'am, I think that's it. If people want to want to learn more about it, you can go to aefound.com, A-E-F-O-U-N-D.com. The website is, is up. We had somebody graciously um, design that for us and, and, and give us a really big discount on, on getting that website up and going. And uh, and people can start giving money now It's uh, and supporting it now. And, uh, yeah, well, it's just, I'm proud of, of what a lot of us have been able to get started, and I'm excited to see how this impacts students and teachers and principals and, and all the folks that really are doing a fantastic job trying to serve our kids. All right. So I'll post a link to the AE Foundation on TalkingWithT.com. If you have any additional questions, you can message me or Matthew, and we'll do our best to answer. Now, remember, I'm just a guide on the side, so don't come at me too hard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do, Matthew, once again, appreciate you coming on Talking With T and can't wait to have you back on the show. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. WJBE 99.7 FM and 1040 AM. Just the best every day. Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as I cover today's T's tidbits. First trending in the news, Zoom will pay $85 million to settle a lawsuit claiming it violated users' privacy rights. The class action suit by several Zoom users alleges the company shared personal data with Facebook, Google, and LinkedIn. It also allowed hackers to disrupt meetings with pornography, inappropriate language, or other disturbing content in a practice that has been called Zoom bombing. COVID cases are growing at a rapid rate. Florida reported a new record with more than 21,000 COVID-19 cases on this past Saturday alone. I also saw photos from a festival in Chicago that looked like hundreds of thousands of people crammed together like sardines. Now, there is a fear that the area may become a new COVID-19 hotspot. I've seen signs popping up requesting customers to be masked, whether they have been vaccinated or not. It looks like our hopes of returning to normalcy will be delayed. Many DoorDash drivers organized a strike through social media in which they logged off the app for a day. They are striking against the food delivery service, demanding tip transparency and higher pay. We continue to support and applaud top gymnast Simone Biles as she withdraws from the Tokyo Olympics to put her mental health first. And Curtis Crossland is celebrating with his family after being freed from prison where he has spent more than 30 years serving time for a crime he didn't commit. His exoneration came after months of work by the Philadelphia Conviction Integrity Unit. He was welcomed by his five children, fiance, and 32 grandchildren. 
Finally, South Carolina State and Clark Atlanta University have announced they are canceling student account balances during the COVID-19 pandemic. And before I close this segment, I want to share a few announcements. Remember to mark your calendars as we approach the 8th of August. There are several activities going on around the city, including the annual 8th of August Jubilee sponsored by the Beck Cultural Exchange Center. Activities will start at Dr. Walter Hardy Park on August 7th with fun and fellowship, vendors, music, and more. Then on August 8th, the Gospel Explosion will take place at the Beck Center. You can visit beckcenter.net for more information. Remember, early voting begins August 11th and ends August 26th. The city council races are the only ones on the ballot. Election day will be August 31st. Make sure your voice is counted through your right to vote. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but be reminded you can call in with your thoughts or opinions to our talk line. That's 865-409-1170, 865-409-1170. You can also leave comments on TalkingWithTea.com, share stories or spill some tea. In the meantime and in between time, engage with us on social media and subscribe to Talking With Tea Daily our online newspaper for your daily scoop of trending news to find out what we're talking about. Be sure to stay tuned to the D.L. Hughley Show right here on the historic WJBE and when you turn down for the evening, check out the smooth grooves from the Sweat Motel. Thank you for tuning in to Talking With T, your urban talk show. The show designed with you in mind. And we would love to connect with you right now on social media. All things Talking With T. And you can listen to the show 24-7, 365 on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. Now on that note, T will end with a quote. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.